Okay, so we'll just speak a few words. I didn't really prepare much. And we don't have sheets in front of us. But we'll speak a little bit. I think the title of the shir was Redemptive Prayer. Discovering Redemptive Prayer in the month of Nisan. And we've been learning in the previous months that every month, I'll be the say for Yitzira, corresponds to different parts of the body. It corresponds to different mazolos, corresponds to different letters. And the same, of course, is true for Nisan, the first of the months. And the Sefer Yitzir tells us that the month of Nisan is connected to the letter He. The letter He is connected to the month of Nisan. Hey. <laughs> Great to see you. Thank you so much for coming. The letter He is connected to the month of Nisan. Obviously, Benisan, Nivra, Oilam, Ashita, that Akadosh Baruch who created the world in Nisan Adar is the last month of the year, and Nisan is, the, is a new beginning. And that also relates to this that Am Yisrael is born in Nisan, is redeemed in Nisan, which itself is a recreation of the world because Leila Taubara. If not for the Torah, the whole world doesn't exist. And so in a certain way, the affirmation of Am Yisrael's survival is itself a recreation of the world. And Chazal say, Benisan Higalu, and Nisan we were redeemed, Benisan Asidim Ligoyal. Nisan is a month of creation. It's a month of renewal. And the world is created with the letter Hey, Kibikashem Tzureilamim. Chazal say, Tzureilamim, HaGadosh Baruch, who created worlds, Beka. There are two letters in the word ka, and there are two worlds alluded to in the word oilamim. And so over here we have the Chazal say the letter yud, HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to create oilam abba, and the letter he, HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to create oilam azeh. The month of Nisan is connected to the letter he. In human functionality and what we're capable of doing and what we do as human beings in this world, the month of Nisan is connected to speech, to Dibor. The month of Nisan is connected to Dibor. And Tzis Mitzrayim has a lot to do with Dibor. The Zara Kaddish tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu came to HaKadosh Baruch and said, Shlach Tishlach, send somebody else. Why? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu feel he was inadequate? What wasn't he able to do properly? Speak. Kvad Peh. He comes to Hashem and he says, I'm a kvad peh, not able to speak properly. And the Zarakadah says, the oimek is, it's not that Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to redeem Am Yisrael because he couldn't speak properly. It's that not speaking properly cuts to the root of what the Shibud was. In the Lashon of the Zarakadah, Dibur was in Gullus. It wasn't just that Am Yisrael were in Gullus, Dibur was in Gullus, speech was in Gullus. And all the Svarim HaKadoshim, Hasidish Svarim, Machshav Svarim are filled with different explanations and approaches as to what this might mean, that Dibur is in Gullus, what it meant then, and most importantly, of course, what it means now. Chayev Kaladam Lira says, Atzmu Ki'ilu Hu Yatzimim Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is a re-experiencing that we, we are redeemed in this month. And so it's pretty important to figure out what this means, that Dibur was in Gullus. And what does it mean that we can rediscover Dibur in this time? 
a number of approaches. Trying to figure out which one to take. There's a number of things to say on Dibor in Gullus. Before we get into that and how it relates to our own Yiddishkeit and our own Avedis Hashem, there are a couple of other symbols surrounding Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that let us know that Dibor was in Gullus. First of all, the Ariya Kaddish tells us that Paray, the word Paray is Oisius Ha'oyref. Paray is the same letters as Ha'oyref. What's an Oyref? The back of the neck, the nape of the neck. The nape of the neck, where we put the Kesher Shal Tefillin, which is a very deep thing, is exactly opposite the mouth. The mouth opens in the front of the face and it's able to express and to reveal the deepest feelings that we have which would remain hidden unless we verbalize them, which we're going to get to. And the nape of the neck, which is pari, is the klipa of the pet. It's the contrast of the mouth where everything is closed up and nothing is revealed. So much so that when Moshe Rabbeinu wants to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's revelation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, only the, only the back. It's a bechina of haster panim. It's a bechina of tzaddik veraloi. That Moshe Rabbeinu wants to understand this mevucha gedayli. He wants to see a, a revealed presence of a Kaddish Baruch in the world. And Hashem says no. That's the bechina of the oiref. That's the bechina of the opposite of peh. Which alludes to the creation of the world in the sense that a Kaddish Baruch created the world with dibor. But we don't see the peh of creation. We don't see the oisios that are within every created thing, like the Balatanya tells us, your words are always echoing within the firmament. Which words? Says the Balatanya, Yehi are. That if a person developed eyes that can see beyond the facade and the illusion and the matrix that we're stuck in, he can see the code. He would be able to look up at the heavens and see, he doesn't see the clouds, he sees Yehi Rakia. Because those Oisiyas were not only used thousands of years ago to create the world, those words are ever emerging, from the Pev Baruch but we don't see this. All we see is Hester Panim. All we see is Hester Panim. All we see is the Oiref. All we see is a world that doesn't seem to communicate the revelation of godliness. All we see is a world that we sink in and we buy into the illusion and we get stuck in it and we live life without Shivisi Havayal and Negdi Samid. Which is the same Tamid of Mechadish Betuvoy Becholiyayim Tamid, my Sabracious. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi. Why? Because Tamid. To see the continual unfolding of creation from the place of, of Yudkevavkev, the eternally present. Pari is Ha'irif. Moshe Rabbeinu needs to leave Mitzrayim to Davin. There's no, there's no Dibor in Mitzrayim. There's no Tefillah in Mitzrayim. There's no Dibor in Mitzrayim. Am Yisrael, when they finally cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, did they cry out with words? No words. You don't find that Am Yisrael cried out, Hatzileini, you know, nothing. All you see is Vanitzak, Vayizaku. They just, they howled. Mamish like Behemoth. Without Dibur. Because in Mitzrayim, 
Dibor is in Gullus. No Dibor. No Dibor. On Pesach, Dibor is redeemed. Dibor is redeemed. Am Yisrael are redeemed. Dibor very deeply is redeemed. It's a deeper connection also between Dibor and Am Yisrael. I'm not going to get into it now. Am Yisrael is redeemed. Dibor is redeemed. And that's why the primary mitzvah of Seder night is just talking, talking and talking and talking. The God of Talabin Chabayemahu. Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, speaking and speaking and speaking. On the simplest level, a slave can't speak. He cannot speak, even if he speaks, but his opinion is not considered. He's not part of the conversation. He is spoken to. He does not speak. A slave can't speak. And if he speaks, and this is the most important part, he isn't heard. He can speak. No, nobody's listening. Nobody's home. They can send letters. They're going right in the garbage. There's, there's nobody, nobody cares. And speech, without being listened to, is not speech. Because a fundamental aspect of speech is that it's revelatory, productive in some way. The words are heard. HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke and we were created so that we can listen to affirm the Dibor of Hashem. Isn't that what the whole creation is for? That Hashem spoke and that speech is called the world. It's a very, very long speech and a, and a, and a, and a, and a very all-encompassing lecture that Hashem gave and that became the world. And Toich Kedei, he needed to create people that would be able to listen to it so that there could be a dialogue. Otherwise, it's, it's not real Dibor. A slave can't speak. Yitzis Mitzrayim, Seder night, we're free. We do nothing but talk. Pesach, says the Ariya Kadosh, Kiadua is one word, but it can be split into two different words, which is pe, sach, which means the mouth speaks, converses. Finally, the mouth is able to speak. Pe, sach. That's the tikkun of the Dibur being in Gullus at the time of the Shibud of Nitzrayim, where Moshe is a kvad pe. Where Am Yisrael howl and they don't have words to, to cry to Hashem. Where Am Yisrael are meshubit to Pare, who's Isis Ha'irif, who's the klip on the other side, not the mouth. What's the antithetical symbol of Pesach? The antithesis of Pesach. The Villain of Pesach is Chametz. Chametz is the villain of Pesach, right? We focus more on Chametz than we focus on Paray, right? We don't have a mitzvah to eradicate Paray. It's, it's not even like Haman. We don't boo Paray by the Seder. Chametz. Chametz is the villain of Pesach. The Tzadikim point out, the Zara Kaddish points out, that there's only the most minute difference between chametz and matzah. The most minute difference. Mem and Sadi are the same. Both chametz and matzah begin 
or contain the letter is Mem and Sadi. And the only difference is in that final letter, which is either a He or a Ches. And the only difference between a He and a Ches is a tiny, tiny little drop that's missing on the left leg of the Ches to enable it to become a He. Ches is closed. It's Chametz. Matzah, the He is, is open. Matzah, the hay is open. What does it mean that Dibur is in Gullus? What does it mean for you and me that Dibur is in Gullus? It, it, it means a number of things. Three approaches. We'll do all three instead of just focusing really on one. We'll, we'll go through them relatively quickly. Three approaches. Approach number one, what it means that Dibur is in Gullus, is that just like exile involves a people, in our case, Am Yisrael, exiled away from their place, from their land, from their source, from their Makar, which again in our case is Eretz Yisrael, and it means that we were sent away and there's a disconnect between how we manifest in the world and the place of our life force. There's a disconnect. There's a distance. Dibur manifests in the air that we breathe out, channeling voice from our vocal cords as it gets processed through what's called the hey moitsois hape, the five different components of the mouth. And it's significant, of course, that there are five, because that's the letter hey, which we're going to get to, with which the world was created in Nisan. And that, that's the letter of the month of Nisan. That's the way that Dibor manifests. But there's a source of Dibor. Right? There's a place that Dibor comes from and where it's meant to be connected to. And in as much as Dibor is in exile, what that means is, in the same way that Am Yisrael are in exile, what that means is that our speech becomes disconnected from its source, which is the heart. Which on a simple level means tefillah that's davened without feeling, as dibur is in gullahs. There's still dibur. There are still words that are being mouthed, but they're disjointed from the place that invests them with meaning, that gives them life, that gives them ultimate significance beyond ritual fulfillment, which is still significant. And the whole Sefer Nefesh HaChaim was written to let us know that even mindless tefillah, and when we don't feel it, we still, you still get Ganeidin in the next world. And, and that's part of the Avaidah also. It's just, even when you don't feel it, that's not the Lechatechila. It's not the ideal. That's not what we're here for. We could have daven Halal anywhere else. We, we want that our Dibor shouldn't be in Gullus. We, we want to sing from a place of feeling. Daven from a place of sincerity. Crying out because we, we need it and we mean it. And not because it's printed in, in a Siddur Halal and we're commanded to, to say it every month. Dibur being in Gullus means that the speech is disconnected from its place. 
and the channel that is intended to flow from the place of heart to the place of speech is closed. Is nistam, is closed up. Without getting into the whole Kabbalah of it right now, and these are ideas that we've mentioned in the past, The place of Dibor is called Malchus, sovereignty, kingship. The Zarakadish says Malchus Peh. Malchus is connected to the concept of speech. And the place of the heart is called Bina. Bina Liba, the Zarakadish says. As the Pasik says, Halev Maven. We say in Berchus Krishma, the same Bili Benu, Bina, Lahavanu Lahaskil. The Lave, the heart is connected to Bina, which is why the Gemara tells us that Bina Yaseira was given to a woman of more heart, more feeling, are more connected to the, to the source. Bina is connected to the, to the Lave. And the ultimate ideal of Dibor is to have that these two things are connected, Malchus and Dibor. Without getting into the whole depth of it, this is the first letter He of Yudke Vavke and the last letter He of Yudke Vavke. This is the heart and speech. The first He is the heart. The Vav is the channel between the first He and the last He. And the final He of Yudke Vavke, whenever you see it in a sitter, is speech. So it's an automatic reminder as we're davening. If you see Yudke Vavke, it's not really printed so much in the Siddur, you just see two Yuds. But if you see Yudke Vavke, it's a reminder. Wow, I have a heart. It's number one. There is a channel between my heart and speech, and I can connect the two. Hey, Vav, hey. Not getting into what the Yud is right now. Hey, Vav, hey. Heart, channel, and speech. Bina is called in the Zarqa, there's the Alma de Khairis. It's the world of freedom. The heart is infinite, absolutely infinite. Rabbis Machshavas believe ish. Many, many, many different thoughts that a person can have. Infinite number of thoughts and desires and feelings and super intense. The Pusetzner Rebbe says in Chavis Hatamidim, if a person would record the feelings of one day alone, could fill a thick book. All the different things that we feel and think and go through and experience and worry about and, and want and, 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 and a thick book. It's the world of, of, of freedom, lack of limitation. And the world of Dibor is a world of limitation. So I can only say one letter at a time, one word at a time, one sentence at a time. I have to choose my words carefully. I have to choose what to say and what not to say. Dibor is limited. The heart is, is the place of infinity. And in order to be able to channel meaning, Dibor needs to be connected to the place of limitlessness. And then, even though it's limited, it's imbued with life. It's imbued with vitality. It's imbued with feeling and with meaning. Because you can sense in one word, in one phrase, 
from someone you love much more than those three words, I love you, right? You, you, you feel something that it's channeling. It's not just printed on a, on a, on a, on a birthday card. You feel that it's, it's plugged into a place of, of lave, infinity. How many gates does the realm of Bina contain? Chazal tell us, Chamishim Shari Bina. So we sing, coming up Lag Ba'omer, Chamishim Shari Bina. Shem Barichai is connected to the place of Bina. Kav Yorek and Chadish Chadashim is a lot to say. Um, let me try to be Mekatzer, right? Chamishim Shari Bina, there are 50 gates of Bina. Moshe Rabbeinu attained 49 of the gates, Chazal tell us. And then Moshe Rabbeinu was nifter on a mountain called Har, Har Nivoy, which the Ariya Kaddish says that Chazal and the, and the Torah is telling us that on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu left the world, the word Nivoy could be read Nun Boy. The 50th gate finally entered. Moshe Rabbeinu attained all 50 gates of Bina. So Am Yisrael in Mitzrayim have their Dibur in Galas. Pare is the, is the clip of Ha'oyrev. In that place of the neck, which is the Vav, the channel that binds heart to speech. Pare cuts off that, that connection. Facetiously, this is why Hasidim don't wear ties. Because they don't want that they sh- there should be anything in the way of the heart and the mouth and speech. One of the reasons. In experiencing redemption, our deeper is reconnected with our lave. It's not an exile anymore. It's free. What does it mean it's free? Our deeper on, on Seder night, every word is shining. Every manashtana is eternal. Every, everything that we're telling over to our children, we know we're not just telling it over to our children who are sitting at the Seder, we're telling it over to our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren and our great-great-grandchildren because this is the Messiah of Yiddishkeit that goes on until the end of time. Seder night is forever, however many hours and minutes it may last. You feel that. You feel that Seder night. There's no beginning and there's no end. There's no boundary. There's no set time it's just you, you go on before you know it, it's dawn already. Seder night is, is forever. Freedom. Pesach. The mouth speaks. Emes speech, not stam words. Mamish, speech. Heartfelt speech, connected speech. Mimela, when, when Moshe Rabbeinu comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and says, I'm a kfad peh. Can't speak. Because in Mitzrayim, speech is in Galus. I can't speak. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells, tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Misam Pela Adam. Who gave the mouth to man. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu means is, where's your, where's your emunah? You say you're a kvad peh. I'm the one that, that gives speech. Can I not give you speech? Can I not give you the ability to stand up in front of Parai and to, and to stutter your way to redemption? Mi sam adam. But al is the word mi is the gematria of 50. 
the 50 gates of Bina, the place of the lave. And Ariya Kaddish says that this is what HaKadosh Baruch was telling power, was telling Moshe, me some Pela Adam. Right now, where Am Yisrael are stuck in a Hanami, Kfad Peh, there's, no, there's no, no legitimate speech. But HaKadosh Baruch was reminding Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe Rabbeinu had to have been born in such a strange way where he wasn't part of the Shibud. He was floating down the Nahil. And Bas Pare comes and takes him into the palace. And he grows up in the palace of Parai, outside the confines of the Shibud. Moshe Rabbeinu was rooted in a place of Geula. That's why he's the Redeemer. Because a person can't get free by himself if he's stuck. Moshe Rabbeinu is not stuck. Moshe Rabbeinu thinks because he so much identifies with the struggle of his brothers and his brethren that he's also part of the Shibud because on the outside he shoulders their burden and he gets down with them like Chazal tell us in the, in the, in the labor camp over there. And Kaddish Baruch reminds Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, you are channeling the place of me, of Mem Yud, which is 50, which is the Nun Shari Bina, Mi Sam Pela Adam. You're going to be the one to imbue this nation with life, with vibrancy, with hope, with vitality, to help them break past the, 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 the Kriras, to help them battle Amalek, as he does later on, which is Purim, which is why Purim is the derech to Pesach. Misam Pela Adam. And this indeed is what happens. Am Yisrael are redeemed from Mitzrayim. How many days do they count? 50 days. Till Shavuos. They were in Memtes Sharei Tumah, and they needed to be broken out by the light of the 50th, which is one beyond 49, which alludes to Moshe Rabbeinu, who wasn't Bechlal, the Shibud, the Memtes. He came from the world of Nun. He came from a place beyond the Shibud. And so when they get out, they're counting 50 days until Kabbalah's HaTorah, because this reflects the R of the Geula, it was for the sake of the Torah that Am Yisrael got out of Mitzrayim. The Torah comes from a place of Nun Shari Bina. And on the 50th day, the hour of redemption comes down, this time in the form of the Torah. As Chazal say, don't read that HaKadosh Baruch had etched the Ten Commandments onto the Luchas, which is what the word Charas means. Rather, you can read the word Charas as Cheros which is freedom. That's the 50th day. This is one approach. We'll do two approaches. Two more minutes. The second approach, and I think this is the really relevant approach, even though the first approach is also relevant, but this, this is really relevant, at least to me. is rediscovering the faith that there's someone listening. Is rediscovering hope and believing that tefillah matters and that you can daven and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does listen. He's the Shemea tefillahs. Like we said before, if someone's speaking all they want, but nobody's listening, that's what a slave does. A slave can speak, but that's why he's a slave, because no one cares about his opinion. It doesn't matter. 
speech is inconsequential. And how many of us come to tefillah and feel that our speech is inconsequential? It won't help. It doesn't work, tefillah. It doesn't matter. Nobody's listening. Nobody's home. I'm enslaved. And I'm enslaved to such a degree that I'm sure that a Kurdish Baruch Hu doesn't want to hear from me in the first place. Speech redeemed means that I speak in such a way where I believe that there's someone listening. I believe that it's worth davening, that it's worth talking, that it's worth asking, that it's worth starting again, that it's worth carrying on. Speech redeemed, because otherwise... There's no use. Am Yisrael in Mitzrayim didn't even have the words, like we said before. They just howled. But that was, all the Svarim say, that was the moment of everything flipped when Am Yisrael cried out. They had, Avoida kasha, koitzer ruach. Koitzer ruach means that they had no spirit in them anymore. Koitzer ruach means hopelessness. They felt it was no use. But when things get so bad, that paradoxically all of the categories of our sophisticated ideas break down and we find ourselves again like a child, like a child with hamuna pshuta, like a child that doesn't know where to turn, like a child that's so stuck that all possibilities are rendered accessible once more. So then Am Yisrael cry out, Vayizaku, Vanizak. And in that moment the light of the Geula comes into our lives. That's a great moment when we rediscover that. That's a great moment. And so this is Pshat and the Pasuk and Tehillim and this will end. And This is why I was speaking before about Chametz and Matzah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Anoichi Hashem Aleikecha Hamalcha Me'eretz Mitzrayim Hashem says, I am Hashem your God who took you out of Mitzrayim. What are the next few words? Harchev picha va'amaleyu. Open your mouth and I will fill it. Al pipshat, what's the connection between I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of Mitzrayim? Open your mouth. What, is, what does one thing have to do? Okay, we eat a lot of matzah and pesah. Like, what, what does that have to do with the opening? What, what is the connection between the two? But al pipnimius, it's so pasht, it, it's so clear. David HaMelech is telling all of Am Yisrael, me and you, what is the implication of this that a Kurdish Baruch who took us out of Mitzrayim? When I say us, I mean us, me and you, in our own lives, in our own challenges, in our own Mitzrayim, like we said before. Chayev kol adam lyricist atzma. It's not a commemoration of something that happened thousands of years ago. It's our redemption. It's a month of our freedom. What's the implication of that? Hamal chameeretz Mitzrayim. Lift us up. The implication is harchev picha. Hashem says you can open your mouth again. You can speak again. You can daven again with feeling, with lave. Harchev picha. And says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and this is the whole freedom of Pesach, va'amaleyu, trust me that I will deliver. I'm here. Your words matter. You're cared about. You're loved. Va'amaleyu. And this is the difference between chametz and matzah. The ches 
has a mouth that is closed. That's why it's a ches. No opening. The hay is a ches that has learned how to open its mouth. And it becomes a hay. Harchev picha. The word harchev could be read as hay rachav. Right? A wide hay. Big open hay. With an opening. With a peh. With a mouth. That once again feels that it's worth reaching out. Whether it's reaching out to HaKadosh Baruch it's reaching out to a friend. It's reaching out for support. It's reaching out for help. It's not staying stuck alone because there's no use. That's Galus Mitzrayim. That's Peh. That's Dibor. That's in Galus. There is hope. There is hope in as much as we're willing to open up vulnerably and share and connect with others. Reach out. Harchev Picha Va'amaleu. That's the difference between chametz and matzah. And that's why matzah is so simple. Because it's just the thing itself. It's not a big puffed up chametz. It's just the thing. It's a person that finally reached a point in their life where there's no purpose of having any kind of heirs anymore. It's just, it's just what things are. It's the reality of life, the reality of challenges, the reality of struggles, that a person finally summons up the courage to share with someone else. That's Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Harchev picha va'amaleu. And this is my bracha to me and you. Nisan, like we said, Nisan is the month of hay, the month of Dibor, the month of recreation, the month of renewal, the month of freedom, the month of Chaydesh Ha'avev. You listen to the birds chirping out there. This is, this is the soundtrack of Nisan. Spring. Spring. In the most literal sense, to spring. To jump beyond. Hamalcham Eretz Mitzrayim. The bracha is we should be able to be like matzah. We should be able to let go of all the masks and to reach out with a dibor to each other, reach out with dibor to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and that our words and our tefillah and halal this morning and our, and our whole davening and all of our tefillahs this month and beyond should be dibor of geula. Dibor, speech, the last hay of Yud Kevavke that reflects the lave of the first hay of Yud Kevavke that's filled with feeling and passion and authenticity and sincerity and emunapshuta, like the matzah, so pashat, it's emunapshuta. We should be zaychet to it, Be'ezer Hashem. Okay, thank you so much for joining. And we'll begin davening in a, in a moment.